What's up my fellow scruffy looking nerf herders and welcome to the Carbonite Chat. Today we're going to be going through some more of The Last Jedi novel, specifically chapter 3. I don't know if I'll go through every single chapter. It kind of just depends on what I think gives a decent enough video and also how far I can make it without wanting to slam my head through a wall. So I made it through one chapter, just barely. <laughs> I made it through one more chapter on this one. And so we're going to go through chapter three. I've titled this Hux is Kathleen Kennedy and Ryan Johnson. And I'll get into that further as I kind of go through what happens in this chapter. But it starts off and it's uh, <laughs> it's the Connix, Connix, who is Billy Lord's character. And she's t discussing with the blue droid that you may have seen, PZ. And... PZ is telling her that there's some First Order um, ship showing up. And she says there's one capital ship, seems to be a dreadnought, and it's about 7,500 meters in size. And Connix is just like, oh my God, I can't believe this is so terrible. The, the horrors, this is the worst thing imaginable. I can't imagine that something so big and so bad could be coming. This is the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Let's just put some context in this real quick. The context is, she says that they've been sending information to the Republic this entire time about what the First Order's been building. They've been sending holograms and they've been sending blueprints to them so that they could see and know that something bad is happening. So she's seen these. She knows these exist. And one of them we know they have is um, Snoke's ship. When it first pops up, Poe immediately goes, that's Snoke's ship. They know it's there. Later on, when uh, Poe, Finn, and Rose are trying to make a plan on how to stop now, stop the tracker, they have a blueprint of the supremacy. Now, let's just... The supremacy is 60,000 meters wide. Wide. That's not even talking about length. That's just width. 60,000. And in that 60,000, that's, you know about eight times, a little more, or maybe just a little less, around eight times the size. She knows this, and yet she hears this, and she goes, oh my God, this is so terrible. This is the worst thing I've ever seen. This is so bad. I couldn't imagine the horrors the First Order would feel. This is so stupid. <laughs> it's just like, they can't keep, they, they can't stop screwing up. Everything they do is a screw up. They're so stupid. They're so numb. It's unbelievable how awful they are writing. <laughs> I mean, so this is like this. It's hard to even put into context how dumb this is. But let's just say one of the you know biggest human beings that we've really known. Let's just okay. Let's just imagine something that may have existed at some point. Let's just say giants were real at some point. Whether or not they are, I don't know. I don't. I don't get into all that crap. We've got a guy. That's nine foot tall. Let's just say 10 foot tall, 600 pounds. He can deadlift 2000 pounds. He can squat 2,500 pounds. He can bench press 1500 pounds. He's got a power clean of like, you know, 1500 pounds. He can do a double front flip dunk. He can run like a five second, hundred meters. This freak athlete, he's all that size, but has zero body fat. He's a shredded muscle warrior beast. You're about to, you know, you're going to have to fight that person. And then someone says, oh, by the way, 
here's somebody. They're five foot tall. They're 120 pounds. They can they can deadlift like a hundred pounds and squat like 150. They've they've got like a bench press like 55 pounds. And they can't they can't power clean. And you're like, oh my god, this is the worst thing I've ever seen and heard of. This is so terribly dangerous. Oh, what are we going to do? It's so dumb. It's so stupid. And you may say, but wait. She was just talking about the the weapon it had because it could it's a fleet killer. It can destroy a base. But she didn't know that. This is discussing the size is what happens when she makes these comments. <laughs> I mean, it's so dumb. It's so dumb. So then they get into the fuel thing. So they've uh they haven't finished fueling up and it's gonna take ninety minutes to finish fueling up. And so Connix decides that They've got to leave. They don't have the time. So they're going to leave and they're going to, you know, try to escape. And once they escape, then they can worry about refilling and, you know, getting back going. And so that's what they decide. And so Leia's like, you know, y'all have got to go. We got to get out of here. And she says, I'm sorry, it's taking time. We need time. And so that's when Poe, being the toxic, toxically masculine, just awful human being that only cares about himself and glory says shyly not really you know he's kind of like i don't you know um i got an idea and leia's like of course you know is this going to be something i don't like and he's like you know kind of think it says in his head that you know he wishes he could have said it more persuasively or whatever and then she's like all right well go go do it man that is the way they've you guys that have been portraying this to me the whole time saying that i'm wrong and saying, you know, Poe just, he stole the fleet. He, he just, he kidnapped everybody. He tied up Leia and he fled. And he, he, it was just some rogue guy breaking all the rules. Every rule and regulation, he broke it. He needs to be killed. He needs to be chopped in little pieces and burnt. Because this is so awful. This is so heinous. I can't believe they wrote this. I mean, Jason Fry is a kid's author. And he wrote this heinous awful decision that Poe made it's just terrible to read I mean that he sat there because all of the people are about to die and they need a way off the planet and they need a distraction and no one knows what to do and so Poe the stupid idiot man comes up with an idea and says well let me put myself on the line all by myself and says I've got a plan and Leia the smart woman goes, oh, I'm not going to like this, Emma. It's probably stupid because you're a man. And then he's like, oh, I wish I could say this a little more smoothly. And she's like, oh, we'll go. And man, it's just, whew, I take everything I've said back. Poe is disgusting. He is a, just, it's an awful. It's, it's terrible. It's terrible. Anyways, that's just it's so dumb. You can't you can't even begin even in this chapter. He makes a comment and says, so first off, Leia, perfectly fine with the situation happening. No issue with it. When she wants to get all the people off of it, she's got no problem using Poe and his toxic masculinity to go out and to hop in an X-wing and blow stuff up, which is the only thing that's ever happened. <laughs> this is this is her rule for everything. Like all of a sudden, it's a bad thing because Ryan Johnson is an idiot. But let's see, Death Star first attack, uh, jumping an X-wing, blow stuff up. 
Hoth attack coming. Uh, oh, jumping snow speeders. Okay, so she got me on that one. They did not jump in X-Wing and go to blow stuff up. They jumped in snow speeders and tied stuff up. So that one got me on that one. Um, the second Death Star. It was kind of jumping a Millennium Falcon and blow stuff up. So maybe I'm wrong with this. Maybe she is right. You know, the problem with Poe wasn't that he was blowing stuff up and making decisions. It was that he kept doing it in X-Wing. You got to rotate it out, Poe. Just keep changing them up, and then she'll be fine. She'll be fine. You know, new vehicles every day kind of thing. That's, that's what she likes. Um, uh, what happened in Starkiller Base? Uh, Jumping an X-Wing and blow stuff up. Okay. So then we get to the next movie, and it's Poe goes and jumps in X-Wings and to blow stuff up. Okay. And then after he gets in trouble for just jumping in an X-Wing and blowing stuff up, Princess Leia says, you're demoted, and then... The First Order shows up, and she says, go jump in an X-Wing and blow stuff up. <laughs> it's just so stupid. It's the dumbest thing ever. Good guy. Okay, back to Chapter 3, because it kind of jumped ahead there a little bit. So, then it goes to Hux. And Hux, it starts out, and it says how he's assesses, he assesses the entire, all of the warships of the Resistance, like that. that For his years of training, that he can just boom, boom, know everything, know exactly what to do kind of thing. So it's portraying him in his head. This is what I'm able to do. And then he looks down and he sees that all of the people there, it's just running perfectly. His bridge is operating perfectly. And then PV comes up, which is an older character that was a part of the Empire. And now here's where we begin to run into Hux is Kathleen Kennedy and Ryan Johnson. <laughs> because viewing himself, this guy is a hero. This guy knows everything that's going on. Everything is running perfectly. Everyone is disciplined. There's no mistakes. There's no issues. And so it discusses that, you know, I'm going to kind of bounce a little bit around this chapter, but it's all in this chapter to kind of put this kind of point all together. One, you know, Poe comes up. And so when Poe comes up, he's like, he gets angry at Poe because Poe's the one that destroyed Starkiller Base, which he then says isn't his fault. It wasn't a military mistake. No, no, no. You might think it was a military mistake, but it was people on the inside, traitors. These treasonous people screwed it up. But it didn't matter because he could build 20 to 100 more Starkiller bases if that's what he wanted to do. So it didn't matter. Sounds kind of similar to someone being mad about the fans and that we're just sexist and racist. And they didn't make a bad movie. No, the movie is not bad. And we'll make tons of movies. You know how much money Disney's got? We can make movies for years. So forget all of you. You're just traitors and you will be destroyed. You may think, well, it's stretching it a little bit. Well, just hold on. Let's continue to get into this. So he doesn't like Peavy because Peavy's from the Empire and he's something old and needs to be, um, he needs to become pushed out in the, in the process of trying to make him completely obsolete. He does not matter. Now, again, this might sound similar to the old characters and the old fans. Thank you, John Campia, uh, that uh, the fans, Star Wars needs to forget the old fans. <laughs> idiot god i just anyways so sounds all familiar right kathleen kennedy and ryan johnson looking down on him and views that he thinks that this is just a whole nother empire altogether now 
in the context of this chapter, PV sees that as a positive thing. He thinks this is the rising back up. But if you see it in this perspective of Hux being Kathleen Kennedy and Ryan Johnson, then it's us who's just saying, dude, you're just copying. This is exactly the same. The first order is the empire. Like it's just a replica. You just, you slightly change the helmets. You change some, a little adjustments here. The ships are bigger. Oh, frick. They're 7,500 meters bigger. So I mean, that's pretty huge, <laughs> but it's, it's a ripoff. And so under that context, Hux, Kathleen Kennedy slash Ryan Johnson responds. And he's like, you know, he's a fool. We're going to get rid of him. This is much greater than the empire ever was. We're bigger. We can build more weapons. We've got endless resources. We've fixed all of the issues that they had. We've done away with all the weaknesses and we've perfected all the strengths, which is obviously shown by how they perfected Starkiller Base. (laughs) But this is Kathleen Kennedy and Ryan Johnson. We think the original trilogy is great. And they're like, no, we fixed all the issues. You saw the issues? Yeah. Luke. Clearly a coward the whole time. Ryan Johnson knew this, and he's now showing us this. And Han, terrible father, terrible person. He was never this scoundrel with a heart of gold. He was the scoundrel that was just a scoundrel. That was a terrible person. That's what he was. And then you have all the other people that Akbar. Let's just blow them up in one shot. Let's not even waste time trying to destroy them. Let's just get them out. This is better. And this is why now you see all of the fans of, not all the fans, some of the fans, a majority of the fans, a good bit of the fans, are arguing and trying to break down the original trilogy and say, oh, this is terrible. See, look, you can't even explain what happens at the opening of Return of the Jedi, which was said by Jason Fry, who wrote this stupid novel. This is the genius we have writing this. And it makes me so mad that underneath the book it says New York Times bestseller, all because he'll just push out whatever Disney wants. Because he's done some stupid children's books for Star Wars that have sold because they have Star Wars on it. Not because he can write, because he can't. He can't even understand the opening of Return of the Jedi. And then it's like, oh, well, he's done a bunch of visual dictionaries too. Okay, so they said, hey, see this character? Here's the character's name. Here's the height, weight. Uh, Here's where they're from. Here's two little interesting nuggets. Write this down. And he goes, okay. Man, New York Times bestseller, Jason Fry. Give me a freaking break. Good Lord. Go back and sit at a pub and discuss how you're in a, unable to understand a movie like Return of the Jedi. Just go back there, sit there, do that. Waste your life doing that. Stop screwing up stuff for us. Okay? Thank you, Jason Fry. You and Ryan Johnson, go handle that. Go do that. Go sit in your corner and do stupid stuff. Write this stupid crap and put it somewhere else. Put it in on something that doesn't have Star Wars titled on it, and let's see how well it succeeds. Let's see if it has a 90-something rating on Rotten Tomatoes. Or let's see if it's like, I don't know, probably like a 15 or 20% on Rotten Tomatoes. I mean, it's it's a joke. It's, a, it's you know, everyone else is the problem. That's, that's Hux's thing. He looks down on PV. It's old. He sees the old things as better, but we're better. Look, we've got money and we've made things bigger and things are perfect, even though it cuts to Kennedy, who is the person running the dreadnought. 
And he's talking about how untested they are and how undisciplined they are and how Hux prefers grand, grand things happening as opposed to basic military tact. Hmm. Kind of sounds like they prefer huge visuals with dumb, stupid twists to be kind of grand and shocking without any basic real storyline or plot or quality structure or pacing or any kind of continuity. It almost seems like he's saying that. Sounds familiar. I don't know where, what that could be connected to. I don't know who else would do something like that and just kind of brag about the money they got and the ability that they can do all these things because they got money. Despite the fact that it requires zero talent. <laughs> I mean, I don't know who that could compare with at all. I don't know. But even if you look at it, taking away, hate, you know, getting on how Hux is Kathleen Kennedy and Ryan Johnson completely and totally. It's just so stupid. You've got your main bad guy at this point. So you've got Snoke, who's dead. You've got Kylo and you've got Hux, who at the beginning in Force Awakens, it was somewhat interesting, this concept that they were like feuding brothers. Now, for this to work, you have to keep Snoke alive, which they, of course, didn't because Ryan's an idiot. But for this to work, it could have at least been something interesting. I mean, it would have been interesting to see Vader and Tarkin going at it. It would have been interesting to see these types of things happening. It would have been something a little bit different. It could have added to the story, developed the characters. I mean, the dark side is willing to betray or do whatever they want for power. So why not have this happen? So that's how Hux was set up. He was this just raging, angry kind of Nazi character that just did not care what he did. He would destroy an entire like system of planets with the utmost pleasure. He just loved it. And now he's a joke. Now all of his subordinates are kind of looking at him like, mm, you're an idiot. Hey, General Hugs, General Hugs, calling for General Hugs. And in that scene, they talk about that he felt his cheeks turning red and he was trying to hide it. Oh, he's, he's embarrassed. It's so stupid. It's so stupid. I mean... How dumb do you have to be to write characters like this? And then you've got the other characters that you kill off that see how dumb they are. Snoke talks about Hux being a dumb, that this is why you keep someone like him around because every once in a while he'll do something smart. And then you got Kennedy who looks at him, says he's undisciplined. He's clearly trained up a bad group of people that are untested and he doesn't understand basic military tact. And we see that. You agree. That's what Kennedy's right. Because that's how I see you. He can't get away. He fails. He's tossed around by Snoke. Then Kylo tosses him around. So now you've even lost that little battle back and forth. And he's the butt of jokes. I mean, this is just, it's, it's, it is impressive. The level of stupidity they use to write this story. I mean, it's impressive. And it's, it's, it's the same as Hux. Hux saying like, man, I'm so great. I can break down everything. Look at my knowledge. I have years of experience and I understand all the warships. Jason Fry can name 
all of the ships. He's done the visual dictionary. He's so smart. But yet he can't do the thing that's required for his job to be successful. He can't write. He can't put together a coherent story. It was either Heir to the Jedi or Weapon of the Jedi was the Luke Skywalker novel that Jason Fry did between A New Hope and Empire. It was unbearable to read. It was so bad. It was so awful. I don't I haven't heard anyone talk about it as like even barely even readable. Like it's it is awful, awful, awful. And but he's a New York Times bestseller. And so it's it's hooks. This is what these people are. This is what Disney Lucasfilm people are right now. They look down on us. So anyways, Hux, I mean, uh, Post pulled up and Hux is talking about how angry he was. And oh, before this, Connix mentions, or maybe it's Hux mentions that the reason they were able to get to Dakar is because they follow the trail that the X-Wings left when fleeing Starkiller Base. Now again, this is just stupid. <laughs> now first off, all it's doing is trying to heap praise on Rose. And kind of fill out an answer of why this happened. Um, because Rose has just come up with a way to solve this issue. Because she's a, she's a woman and she's brilliant. And she's perfect. And she does everything right. And so all the men couldn't come up with it. But she solved the issue that no one else could. No one else. Everyone else is stupid. But Rose is smart. She came up with it. But it was just a day late. Just a little bit late. Um, so Black Squadron, led by Poe, went to First Order Base, destroyed Starkiller Base, destroyed it. Planet blows up, killing basically everyone. And then they return to Dakar. This time, they leave a trail. This time, despite in the comics, on many occasions, they've run into the First Order. They've dealt with the First Order. The First Order's entire goal this whole time is to find the Resistance base. Agent Terex, which if you don't know who he was, he's a character from the Poe Dameron comics. He was a leader of a humongous gang, very dangerous character. He's built up as someone that's very respectable and is a challenge. Always one step ahead. But he can't quite figure out how Poe always covers his tracks and makes sure that they never get back to the base. All these times this happened, and they've never been able to follow the trail. But now, Black Squadron, who's been doing this the entire time, screws up and is tracked. After the base is destroyed, people have been killed. They're evacuating. They're not like, oh, we're evacuating, but let's make sure to catch that trail. I mean, it's so stupid. It's so dumb. And you can say, but that's not a plot hole. Okay, but can you admit it's stupid? Can you admit they couldn't have come up with something a little bit better? Just possibly? Like, I don't know, when he froze Ray and brought her away, they put a little something on her outfit so they could track her just in case she got away. Because we're smart. We're, we're, we're thinking. The good guys tend to get away. So let's do something smart. If she gets away, we'll be able to track her. 
or even better, that that was kind of the thing. We kind of let her get away. You couldn't make that work because obviously Kylo freaks out and it wouldn't make sense. But if you would have done it better, you could have done it. And it would have been a little bit similar to New Hope. But don't act like you don't care about that being the case. And then that's how they got there. Then you did something smart. It makes sense. I mean, but no, we followed a trail. The planet blew up. Basically, everyone died. Those who escaped, minus Phasma and Hux, escaped running for their lives. And Phasma was chasing after someone to kill him, not trying to follow the trails. And Hux was trying to return to the Supremacy to bring Kylo there. So did he start following the trails then? How long do the trails exist? Like, this is just stupid. This is dumb. It doesn't quite fit with everything else that's been going on. So then Poe is sitting there and he's talking about how this is the only thing that he, he's comfortable with, that he, he needs to be in the sky. He needs to be flying around. He needs to be inside of a ship that everything else just isn't comfortable to him. He can't be on the bridge because he just he'll screw things up, you know, because he's a man and that when he's in a ship, he's got the G-forces that are kind of just pulling on his body and he's a struggle physically to be able to deal with it. And then it's this constant puzzle that's going on and constantly new information and having to decide and make quick snap decisions on a, you know, on a whim. It's this puzzle, constant moving puzzle as your body's kind of being just kind of pulled on the entire time with all the G-forces. And he can do this, but you can't. he can't stand on the bridge. That's too tough for him. Because he's a man and he's stupid. <laughs> it's just, it's so stupid. It's so dumb. This is a very smart tactician. Like, this, this guy has been pulling smart tactical things throughout. He is Leia's right hand. He makes these decisions like this in the sky. But when he's on a bridge, he can't figure it out. He's out of his space. Like, it would make sense if you were like, someone's trying to talk him to do politics. Which is what we dealt with with Tarkin. Tarkin was a brilliant strategist. And Palpatine told him that he needed to start going into politics. And Palpatine, uh, Tarkin was like, eh, don't, that's not really my thing. That's outside of my comfort zone. I can do all these other things. That makes sense. But he's not being a politician. He's not doing... He's just doing tactics, but this time he can see the whole board from a step away instead of right here, like where it's just coming into range at the moment. You're going from like speed chess to checkers at this point, basically. And I'm not trying to dumb down military things, but you understand my kind of where I'm coming from here. It's not, it shouldn't be a problem for him. That makes zero sense. This is a stupid writing that we're talking about. And he talks about how you can't tell Leia this. And the only thing that can make sense in this is this some form of trying to express that he's this toxic masculinity that men can't express their feelings. Like, it's so, it's so stupid. It makes no sense. He's had many in-depth, deep conversations with Leia. He was very close with his mother. This makes zero sense that he would not be able to tell Leia that, hey, you know, I'm just, when it comes to everything, I'm just most comfortable in the sky. I've, ne I've never felt more comfortable there. 
Is that really that hard to say? I mean, yeah, that makes sense. You're the best pilot in the galaxy. Uh, you always want to go and you're willing to solve anything in your ship. That just makes sense. It's just logic. I mean, it's so stupid that, that like, oh, God, it's, it's just mind boggling. One other thing I'll kind of bring up just to add to this, like that they're not even, they don't even pay attention to what's happened so far. And so when posed there, and this is ignoring the stupid, you know, f- calling for general pu- general hugs. And, you know, I mentioned that Hux was talking about he was he was about to blush. <laughs> Maybe they'll start, somebody needs to start shipping Hux and Poe. So stupid. But Hux is furious that Poe's still alive. And he says, he, you know, he's like, I, I want to capture him. And I'm going to hold him and I'm going to torture him. And I'm not going to let him get away. I'm not going to fail like Kylo did. What? This is this is this is Hux. Hux is Ryan Johnson and Kathleen Kennedy. Hux failed. Hux is the one that sent all his people to get the information from Poe, and no one could do it. But Hux is now saying Kylo's sorceries failed, but my technological abilities will not. This is them saying Lucas, with all of his great story ideas and creativity. The prequels failed, even though they're ignoring the fact that the original trilogy didn't fail. And really, people still enjoy the prequels. A lot of people enjoy the prequels. I mean, I think as an overall quality movies, they're not, you know, top notch, but they're still better than this crap because there was there's actually something to them. But this is Hux and this is Kathleen Kennedy. So he, he in his mind. Kylo failed, even though Kylo was the one that got the information from Poe. And then he says, I'll leave it to you, Hux. And then Poe escapes. They fail to get the droid. Hux is the one that failed. Not Kylo. <laughs> it's just so, it's, it's insane. I just, I, it leaves me speechless. This happened the last movie. This isn't even screwing up the original trilogy. They're screwing up their own trilogy. Which, of course, we all know. I mean, Ryan just kind of gave the bird to J.J. J.J. had written an outline for episode 8. And J.J. was like, nah, thanks, but I'm going to do what I want. And he did. He did it terribly. And he couldn't like Just every line, every little step is just stupider. And stupider. More and more stupid. Let's just put it that way. I've been reading their book, so I can't, my, you know, I'm going to mess up and say more dumb things. <laughs> I know. Anyways, that's, that's chapter three. It was terrible. Um, this is awful. I hope you've enjoyed it. Me uh, breaking it down in my suffering. Um, starting to, uh, Starting to hate this, and I'm only at chapter three. But it's also kind of funny how terrible they are and how stupid they are. At this point, the pain is becoming a little bit numbing. Oh, that reminds me. Oh, I almost forgot this. So, <laughs> one other thing they mentioned and is when Hux, when Poe's starting to go, and Hux is like, fire, that he slams his fist down. 
and immediately the pain hits him and he's worried people are going to see but they're all paying attention to what they're doing first off that's just stupid writing second off that's not true that doesn't happen (laughs) what this just shows that these are just little white knight pathetic soy boys that don't know anything about what being a man and was what being a man is or just being a human for that matter for being a normal person any women out there that uh are watching this answer this question as well but for me and i believe for most people in a situation like that where you're angry your adrenaline's up if you do something like that that would hurt yourself punch something out of anger it doesn't hurt in the moment. If you get in a fight and you hit someone, yes, it can hurt your hands. But does it hurt your hand in the moment? It hurts it afterwards. Because the adrenaline's going. I, in basketball, uh, basketball and football, I've broken my ankle and continued to play the rest of the game. I've shattered my hand in a game so bad that I had to have surgery the next day. And I kept playing. And I wasn't sitting there like, oh, 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 it hurts so bad. It hurts. Because the adrenaline, I'm not trying to, you know, act like some, you know, freak, strong, you know, crazy person. It's the adrenaline. You always hear athletes talk about this. If you watch MMA or fighting it all the time, there was a fight like last week where a guy just hurt his leg incredibly bad. He finished the fight and then he just fell to the ground and he couldn't, he had to be carried out, but he finished the fight because the adrenaline is going, but these apparently Jason Fry and Ryan Johnson uh, have never been in a fight and they've never really done anything dangerous and they've never put themselves in a situation and they just kind of got angry because Starbucks didn't have any soy milk, and so they kind of hit their hand down, and they're like, oh, God, this hurts, oh, and then they've seen romantic comedies and sitcoms, because this all makes sense for how The Last Jedi was made, and where there'll be this guy, and he's never been in a fight, and he'll go and try to hit this guy, and he'll be like, oh, man, it hurts, it hurts, and they're like, oh, it is true, that is what actually happens to people. And then they're like, let's put this in. And Hux, our bad guy, will slam his fist down. And he'll be like, owie. And it'll be really funny. It's not the case. It doesn't happen. Stop screwing up villains. Stop screwing up just basic storytelling. Logic. Everything. Am I wrong? I'm like, ask the people that are watching this. Am I wrong? Have you not been angry about something or been in a fight in which you've been angry and thrown a punch or sporting event or whatever where you've broken something? And it it not hurt in the moment. Yeah, it hurts later. But it doesn't hurt in the moment. Because your mind is focused on something else. It's just it's it's just it's insane how stupid these people are. Insane to me. Anyways, I've gone on long enough. That's chapter three. Hux is Kathleen Kennedy and Ryan Johnson. And Jason Fry's an idiot that shouldn't be allowed to do Star Wars. Um, this whole thing is just a mess like the rest of it. Um, either today, later today, or tomorrow, I'm going to start my solo Legends novel. Um going to probably do something similar, go through one or two chapters and discuss it, talk about it. And so it'll allow us that don't want to watch or kind of be a part of the Disney solo, uh, 
to experience the prior Legends novel. And if you're still going to watch the solo movie, here's you a chance to get a different perspective or kind of build up your excitement maybe, if that's the case, that you're excited about it. And then we can judge whether or not which story was told better. Who did a better job of respecting the lore? Understanding the characters. It'll be an interesting thing. We're going to start that either tonight or tomorrow. I'm not sure. It depends on how quickly I get that done. But I look forward to hearing all of your thoughts down below, discussing it. Hope you enjoyed some of my suffering and pain going through this. You're welcome. Um, outside of that, as always, thank you guys for watching. And never forget you nerf herders. I love you.